movies in 4K. Welcome one and all to episode 8. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. And I am Lady Phantom, the other one. Yes, and what do we want the fans to do right now if they haven't done it? Right now, you subscribe, people. Like and now. go to the guest And book. go to BillShetty.com and sign that guest book. Yes, we've been getting a lot of comments out there, so we appreciate it a lot. Starting to get suggestions and everything for a new podcast, so we appreciate that. I definitely want to mention Letterboxd. We don't focus on this, but follow me and the Phantom on Letterboxd because we post ratings and sometimes reviews i do reviews now and again yeah only when a movie is outstanding in a way maybe very good maybe very bad right so if you follow us there you can see what other movies we're watching during the week now this is another exciting episode phantom yeah i haven't talked to this gentleman in almost three years and it's time to get him in here From the Padded Room Podcast, broadcasting outside of Reno, Nevada, my good buddy, Darian Brock. Welcome to the show, man. Holy is it good to be here, and thank you for playing my entry music. I feel kind of like a WWF wrestler walking into that. You know what I mean? I feel like I should have like some pyrotechnics behind me or something. Right? Some fireworks going off. That's how you do it right there, Bill. I was telling you guys before we started the show, it's a genuine honor and a pleasure to be uh, podcasting with you guys. Uh, Bill, again, I know we, we did a show a couple of years back, and now yes. on the new show, I'm seriously honored that you asked me to come on, and I'm it's a genuine privilege to be uh, casting with you again, sir. I'm seriously honored you have the 4K format, man. It's been hard finding people that have this format that's upgraded, Darian. Wow, okay. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal, but yeah, I got it. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, I know. We review these movies for people in it, but we're trying to get people converted to this because we think it's an awesome format. I would agree. I would agree with that. Good. So make your statement to everybody listening right now, Darian. Why is this format worth it for them to spend a little extra money and make that plunge? Okay, I've got I've got a list of bullet points here for you, but I'm going to streamline them down to to a couple few. Number one, resolution. All right, you don't think you need the resolution, but I'm going to tell you right now, my friends, you do. Special effects, uh, green screens, uh, CGI. It looks it can look a little wonky on a Blu-ray or a DVD, but when you bring it into 4K, I'm going to tell you right now, and it all comes into like a nice clean mosaic. And you're, you're thinking to yourself, you, you probably got the Blu-ray, or if you want to go way back to the beginning, the, uh, what was it, HD, DVD, yes. or whatever that was that went away. And it was a little wonky in the opening days. You know, you saw your favorite horror movies, and you saw the true black versus the off black, and things like that. And it kind of took you out of the picture for a moment. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you go into HD, 4K, it's, it's almost like looking at like an abstract painting in a way at certain times. You know, you, especially if you go back to like the classics, like a Halloween or a Friday the 13th, it's almost like you're watching the movie for the first time that in a theater. That is so true. Yes. Would Phantom you, has you said that a lot. Oh, yeah. Most of them, even if they're not the best quality 4K discs, it's like you've yes. never seen them. Absolutely. And I would actually make a bigger argument for the classics when it comes to the uh, the 4K because it's like, it's, it, I don't want to say it's a whole different movie, but you're watching it almost with a new set of eyeballs, I would True. say. I got a question for you, Darian. Do you think this 4K format makes you like the movie better for a movie you don't like, for example? You know. <laughs> it makes you more immersed, more part of it? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very honest with you here, Bill. I, if I don't like a movie, I'm not going to waste my time watching it in 4K. But that has very little to do with the visuals. That has more to do with the story. Right. Uh, but if I were to take a movie like, say, Friday, the, the original Friday the 13th is a sterling example. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched it when it came out. I mean, I was probably like five or six at the time. Uh, scared the living piss out of me, as it should. Watched it again, um, 
I don't know, probably in my late teens, was more interested in the female nudity of the of the, uh, <laughs> the situation, as as you know, I should be. But uh, thought to myself, it's fine. It's not the it's not the horror classic that I remember. It's kind of it's kind of silly with all these uh, kills. You know, some of the special effects are a little wacky. But then you watch it again in like in a four K, and it's like you're you're experiencing the kills and you're and the nudity. And it's it's almost like it's um, almost like it's being shown to you, not necessarily for the first time, but you're watching it like on a much clearer version of a of a television. I don't know if that even makes sense now that I, now that yes, these words are coming out of my mouth. It's like you watched it the the first time through some glasses that weren't quite your prescription. <laughs> you did, you got the gist of the movie. Now you watch it this time and you ha actually are wearing your prescription glasses and you're like, this is, this is actually really good. Exactly. I feel the same way. I think most of us in 4K already feel that. It's unbelievable yeah. when you see some of these things you never even seen and you've seen these movies three, four, five times. Agreed. 100% agreed, sir. All right, man. Now, I do have to say something about Darian. I appreciate this guy so much. He has kept his show going over a decade. How many episodes? What are you in now, Darian? Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even count. Um, and like you went and got a network. You added I shows. I do. There's people coming to me with other shows. I am on episode 430 right now. Wow. Which, in a way, that is dedication is... in the horror world, man. And a little bit sad, if you think about it, because, I mean, after after 430 episodes, you'd think I would either A, find something better to do with my life, <laughs> or B, have evolved this into some kind of a something else. I have no idea. But really, we're still here. We're still banging. It's 430 episodes. I think we've done just about every single horror movie. So uh, we're going to need awesome. we're going to need somebody to put out more horror movies because I think we're fresh out. Yeah, and with all this COVID and all these lockdowns, movies are trickling out now. It's true. It's true, sir. You know what? So Darian picked 1992 Bram Stoker's Dracula. You ready to get into Woo! this, Darian? Yes, sir. All right, Phantom. This movie is listed only in horror. We do a genre discussion here, Darian, where we break down by percentage. Okay. 100%. Now, you can add genres or not to this. So if you think okay. it's 100% horror, you can say 100% horror. I don't think it's okay. that. No, me neither. I, do, I would, no, me neither. Not at all. Okay, Phantom. We'll let Phantom start so you can get the feel of this, Darian. So what do you got? I got 40% horror because this would definitely be in a horror section at the local blockbuster true that i think we thing. both agree you agree on that fact darian this would be in the horror section at the store absolutely All yes right. absolutely okay then i have a 35 percent romance Ooh. and a 25 percent drama wow mm. <laughs> i'm gonna okay. blow you guys away here with mine and that, oh my goodness but that blew me away <laughs> the romance because i Yes, it's got that story here, but it wasn't romantic at all to me. So here's my breakdown. 40% oh. okay. horror. This okay. is going to really tick the Phantom off because this is her genre. But I got 33% fantasy. Wow. And 27% drama. That makes up my 100%. So I know you got to wow. work on the fly here, Darian. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Do it, man. Where would you put it? I'm going to go 50% horror. I'm going to go... 25% romance. And I understand where you're going with the fantasy angle, Bill, but mm -hmm. I am actually going to go the other 25% drama, I think, would be mm -hmm. the best the best sub subgenre so We that. agree. That's nice. You we're guys don't agree with kind me. Kind of. No, we're we, pretty, as in Darian and me, you are excluded. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm always we're, we're, excluded. I'm always the outcast. No, you're on not. These. We're pretty close there, Phantom. Our numbers are a little off. But yes, we're pretty, we're but in that's the right basically the idea. But yeah. do you guys feel my fantasy? This was such fantastical, some of these scenes to me. Well, it's the lore of vampires. What? It's true. I mean, I, I mean, if we're talking about a centuries-old undead count, I suppose, yes, we at least have to dip our right foot into the realm of fantasy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you look at the crux of the story, 
I mean, yet, yeah, it, he's there. He turns into a wolf and a bat and a swarm of rats and sometimes mist, and he does a bunch of sexy stuff, and that's all well and good. Right. But more to the point is, I guess, the, the somewhat human behind that count, and that's where I feel the drama comes in. Mm-hmm. And while all that stuff is very fantastical, all the shape-shifting and the vampire stuff, I feel like the drama that he brings with him at, at, at his base of humanity is, is where the where I would call it more drama and less fantasy. That's just my opinion, though. Okay. And apparently uh, Phantoms as but well. But you also have other creations in this besides Dracula, like Van Helsing. They're doing some supernatural things that are just out of the realm, and there's some weird effects going on in here where I'm going to be straight up, Darren. This is the first time I've watched this movie straight out, believe it wow. or not. Wow! Yes. I know, right? Okay, yeah. Wow. Okay, all right. so I did not know the story. I mean, I've seen Bella Lugosi's Dracula and all them growing up all the years with this, but I never knew this story behind this, and okay. I was lost in this movie. Really? I okay. was lost. So we're going to get into that. I think it's time to get to the review. What do you think, Phantom? Let's do it. Francis Ford Coppola directed this. I was blown away. <laughs> Mr. Godfather himself. Yes. Who stars in this? Of course, Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, and Anthony Hopkins. They are like the main stars. But we also have Keanu Reeves. We have Richard E. Grant, who I like. I couldn't believe it was him. Like I, I've seen pictures of him older. I'm like, oh, it's that guy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Carrie Elwes, whom I completely love, Billy Campbell also, Sadie Frost, and others. Yes. All oh, Monica Bellucci. She's one of the of the vampire bride thingies. So first off, Darren, why did you pick this movie to review? So curious. I can't think of a better movie to watch in 4K. And uh, I'll be honest with you, Bill, when you hit me up and you said you did the, the 4K, yes, give me a horror movie. I looked right over at my shelf and I grabbed the first horror movie that came uh, into my hand and it was this one. And I don't think as far as like artistics go and as far as the visuals go, the colors, the photography, special effects, I don't think you're going to find a better candidate i'm sure i'm wrong but in my humble opinion i don't think you're going to find a better candidate for a 4k resolution than this picture right here Ooh, we're battling darren let's get it on <laughs> let's get this on this movie starts in about 1500s right guys something he's in like, some like sort of battle with 1400 something I think. 1492 to be okay yes. so he's in some sort of battle with shadow figures <laughs> Oh my God, Darian! I was like, "What is? What are we watching here?" I We're th- watching the Crusades, Bill. I thought that was so poorly done. Oh wow! But no, I mean the first scene. That first scene is done with real people. What I mean, shadows. But they were shadows. There's well, no yeah. live action. It was so weird looking. It was fantastical to me. It okay. was out of the realm. Okay. I'm not totally out of it. I mean, we're in five minutes here. (laughs) So his woman back at the castle. His Mm -hmm. wife. Thank you. Thinks he dies. Right. Mm -hmm. And she commits suicide because she can't live. So when he gets back, he's the only one that has lived here. He is totally ticked off. Can we say? He's not. You could say. (laughs) Well, I mean, more to the point is the priest, who is also played by Anthony Hopkins, tells Mm -hmm. him immediately that her soul is damned because she committed suicide. And he's like, look, I just killed (laughs) 7,000 Ottoman Turks for your cross. Come back to this shit. I'm the only survivor, by the way, and I got this cool Art Deco armor on me. I'm the only survivor, and you're telling me my wife is uh, cursed because she committed suicide? Yes, he is mad, and then he stabs the statue. The cross. The cross, and there's some blood that comes out. And he drinks it, yeah. 
And he drinks okay. it, and by what he says, he becomes undead. I thought that well, was silly. Okay. Well, he's cursed. And see, Darian's going to walk us through this. Now, Darian, I do want to mention, we don't give away too much here. Darian okay. walks movies through minute I by go, minute. We don't dude, hear, I, so. <laughs> you're not, I, I go through my movies with a jeweler's yes. loop. Yes, that's why I listen to you, man. You're one <laughs> of the only ones that walks every second through so you're definitely a podcast. You want to see your movies first and then Absolutely. get Darian's take and his other co-hosts. Thank you very much, Bill. That means that means a lot to me coming from you. But what you were saying is that he was ticked off at this at this situation. I think that's a serious understatement. Yes. He, I mean, he, he was heartbroken. He was upset. Yes. What I took from this scene, and I think this is the cornerstone of the entire film, is fury. Yes. Yes. Most out in this, I think, is a, a wonderful tribute to Gary Oldman as an actor because he, on a dime, almost like on a Vincent Price dime, he went from being heartbroken and sad and, oh, Elizabeth's on my love, what happened? And here comes Anthony Hopkins telling him about she's damned, she's going to hell, uh, she's uh, basically, you can wipe your ass with her if you want. <laughs> Get the, and then, like that, he turns and he says, You! I just killed thousands for your cross and now you lay this on me because she got a, a bad text message from some uh tinder date that <laughs> her over so, no hell no so hell you're no. he's more upset how the priest is acting he than that betrayed. she act- he that, feels betrayed by god yes thank you phantom that's exactly what i'm saying but i i think what we're what we're missing here or at least bill so he's not missing. upset as upset with her dying he is. He's plenty upset with her dying. He's of course, but the, but that he turns furious when the priest tells him now she's doomed and now she's damned yes. and now she's going to hell. Okay, how well then, both of you, you so into this movie, explain to me how he becomes undead. Okay, if you watch the bonus features, I don't know if you guys did or not. No, but... we didn't. We didn't have time. Okay, no, it's fine. Francis Ford. There's a little cut to of Francis Ford Coppola directing this scene and having like a little heart to heart with Gary Oldman as they were filming. He's like, listen, man, this is the vow heard in hell. The devil himself is about to hear your voice condemning the cross and taking vengeance for what was taken from you. Make us feel that. And Gary Oldman kind of walks away for a second. He's in the full Dracula regalia, by the way, smokes a cigarette, doesn't talk to anybody, and then puts the cigarette out. Francis Ford Coppola rolls action and then boom, this fury just explodes on the screen wow. and he comes out swinging the sword. And you, I mean, I'm paraphrasing again, but he's you he shoves Anthony Hopkins on the floor. You, I will kill you just like I killed all those turns. And then of course the, the sword into the cross and the blood and the, uh, what does he say? I, it's all in Romanian at that point, but he's mm-hmm. like, uh, the blood is the life and it'll be mine. And then he drinks and then, uh, opening credits. And Dude. then he's cursed. Yeah. And then he's cursed. And if that doesn't get you pumped up for what's coming at you, I don't know what will. And yeah. that, that is fantastical, correct? I would call it, um, sure, I guess. Ah, yeah. All right. I'm going to be yeah, changing you guys. <laughs> no, there's no way I'm changing bitch. anything to fantasy. I mean, the thing here, Darian, is that Bill operates under the uh, reasoning that anything okay. that is not realistic is fantastic. No, that's not true either. You know, no. so like this according to him, superhero movies are fantasy, which yes. I mean, it's a different Absolutely. thing. But I mean, I mean anything. I, I, I would agree to that extent, but I feel like fantasy, if you're going to use the word fantasy, I feel like supernatural would be a better phrase for this movie. Yes, and, and it's over you, the top. See, it's over the top in this movie, well, unlike I mean, in a lot. Yeah, it's a vampire. It's a it's a three hundred year old undead yeah. count, Bill. You know, but I mean, he you, no. Wait a minute. Four hundred. You, you you're you saying like to have a job at McDonald's because <laughs> I don't. I don't no, no, you're saying he he wasn't a vampire yet. This is what turns him into a vampire. True. Yes. Yes. Which I was just lost with that. I he mean, just you didn't got, die. You guys are explaining it and. I mean, it makes sense by what you're saying, but I think that's so convoluted to me because it also goes with Van Helsing and you're going to explain to me, Darian, what happened to this guy to live this long. Oh, I can, I can, well, okay. Yeah, we'll get into that later on in the movie, but think of it like this, Bill. 
this is God's, okay, we're, we're in the Old Testament here, right? We're okay. talking about the old vengeful God, and we're assuming that he's a Christian God, and th there's a lot of Catholic overtones in this movie. Okay, so for that purpose, this is God's champion. This is the guy that he sent to kill the Ottoman Turks, and he did just that. He did God's job. We're going to leave Christ and the Ten Commandments and the Bible and all that stuff out of the, the equation for now. He did his job, shows up, kills the Turks, comes back, and his wife is dead. Okay, that 100% sucks. But not only that, God's chosen representative, this uh, uh, Templar priest or whoever he was, immediately launches into a diatribe about how she's damned, she committed suicide, uh, she's not getting into heaven, so sorry about that, buddy. Uh, thanks for killing all those Turks. No, dude, no. <laughs> so no, basically, no. if Van Helsing just wouldn't have said she's damned, He'd have been fine. I think so. Like, he would have been brokenhearted, but he wouldn't have turned on a dime like that. I, I agree with the Phantom on this, but I think the, the crux of this, this scene is that God's champion, his chosen warrior of vengeance and all that is righteous, immediately turns on him. Now, if we're living in the, the old school Catholic world, the world of a vengeful God, God's not going to let that slide. And thus, we have the bleeding cross, the blood coming out, and now we have a vampire count on our hands, guys. Okay, you're helping me, both of okay. you guys, All understand right. it a little more. <laughs> I have a it's question still, before... It's still fantasy. Hmm. I'm sorry, I have a question before we go on. Uh, Darren, did you read the book? I did, several Okay, times. good. Me, I and did I've, too. Seen, I've seen all the iterations. Uh, the Bela Lugosi, Nosferatu, Christopher Lee, even the weirdo Frank Langella version, which was like a disco yeah. Dracula. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's funny. So after this, we jump ahead 300 years. It says three centuries in England. Four. I thought it said 300. I think it's four centuries oh, later. Well, I, I agree with It's you. late in the 1800s, basically. Correct. So this barrister or lawyer or realtor, you want to call, he's buying up property in England, and they want to find out why. Is that the crux of what you got? No, what happened was uh, he's buying up uh, property Land. in England, starting mm -hmm. in Car with Carfax Abbey. Now, that's all well and good. The firm that he's going through to buy up all this stuff sends a guy to do the business and get him to sign all the papers. Right. That guy, uh, R.N. Renfield, goes mad for sudden and unexpected reasons, starts eating insects, for Christ's sakes. Which I thought his character was terrible, but go on. <laughs> I mean, that's there's a much better version of R.N. Renfield. We'll go back to the Bela Lugosi movie. Yeah, he was but, annoying to me in this. Uh, he, he struck me as more of a drug addict than a madman. Yes, yeah. good point. But we'll get to, I guess we can get to that in a second. So that dude goes absolutely crazy. So that naturally, this is a big money account. They don't want to lose the account. They mm -hmm. pull that nut right off the case and send this poor uh, guy who's basically an intern to, to close the deal. And that's our man, Jonathan Harker, played by uh, Keanu Reeves. Right. So he goes, <laughs> this is another problem. Immediately, when he gets to the house, his mansion, there's this dude that's taken him in this horse and carriage that has monster fingers, I want to call. And he... I guess you're going to say he's some sort of mesmerized or something that he's not seeing what we're seeing on screen. It just seems so bizarre to me that he's acting normal when this guy's floating across the room. <laughs> There's so many scenes like this. Shadows going everywhere that he's not noticing. I don't know if we're just seeing that, that his character's not supposed to see that. No, I mean, that is definitely happening. It's just that, conveniently enough, whenever that happens, Harker is looking the other way so he can't see it. But he but did see the guy with happening. the hands. He did see Dracula float to him. No, he was uh, he was shaving. He was looking the other way. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, you're going to just call this all off as he just didn't see it because No, I mean, comes he was other sensing things. things. And, of course, he was like kind of taken aback or something but he was really young he was kind of in shock and his acting was really poor in this movie but that's something I, else I, 
I would agree with that as well. Uh, something to think about here, guys, is that we have to maybe kind of closely examine the, the character of Jonathan Harker. Now, it's easy to say, yeah, all this stuff did happen and he's just, you know, that uh, you we're just going to pretend that the blue flames uh, that you wrote through didn't <laughs> yes. happen. Is that what we're saying? Right. OK, so a couple of things. Number one. Before he leaves England, he gets a very long speech from his, um, I guess, his supervisor about how what a weird place Transylvania is and things in Transylvania aren't as they are in England. And he keeps going back to that, like in his letters to Mina. Uh, this is a strange place and this count is absolutely crazy and he's kind of a weird, pervy old guy and he's always following me around. All right, so I get that. Um, the other thing is that he's the, he's number one, he's got a... Um, a fiance back home and yes, he's trying desperately the... to marry her in the fashion of the day, which I think, well, to be honest with you, I don't know what that means, but I assume it's very expensive. So he definitely needs to make some kind of law partner or some kind of a promotion there at his firm. And as we, as we will get into the movie, uh, listening to Mina's But you are letters, buying that by the acting and what's going on here. I mean, this, uh, for, uh, first off, I'm going to make a bold statement. All and right. you guys can Do fight it. me over this if you want. Keanu Reeves, much better than Johnny Depp in the acting department. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said it. I think I feel like it needed to be said. Uh, number two. <laughs> now, now, hear me out. I would this agree was, with that personally. Okay, well, great. This is not his best role. I felt like uh, this was a young Keanu Reeves, and he's... I, I kind of felt like we got a lot more Bill and Ted in this role than we did from anything. We get a lot of, oh, you know, yes. all that, oh, what's going on? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's a blue inferno. Blah. But that's so what's we, weird about this. It made me feel like he was being commanded sort of by Dracula. Okay. Uh, yeah, and he was in a weird yeah. way. Because if, if you'll recall, Dracula keeps him pretty pretty drunk or, yes. it, you know, doped up on various things throughout his stay. Number two Dracula keeps him confined in a certain portion of the castle. And every time, I don't know if you guys caught this, but every time he pops out of that portion, he immediately gets confronted by hot naked chicks. Yes. Now, <laughs> gypsies, they call them no, in the movie. No, they are not the gypsies. These are his bribes. Okay. Here's the thing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a married man myself, but if every time I step out of this room, there's a hot naked chick waiting for me, <laughs> it's going to be pretty hard to keep me in this room after a while. You know? And then Dracula's like, hey, uh, write your fiance, tell her you got to stay here for a month. And Harker doesn't want to f*** up the account, so he's like, oh, Jesus right. Christ. Yes, he a has month? to. But I got to stay here for a month? Oh, Sorry, sweetie. I guess I got to stay here for a month with these hot naked chicks that are crawling all over me every time I leave the room. Yeah, of course he's going to hang. But what, wait a minute, Darren. What I mm -hmm. want to get to is, and I'm a little confused on this too, Dracula okay. sees a picture right. of his fiance. Now, right. is that what drove him to find her or did he already know she was there? I like to think it's about 50-50 on yeah, that one because he shows up as soon as, and this is, again, a testament, I feel, to Gary Oldman's acting. You can see when he spots the picture and then the the ink blotter, I think it was, falls over and it kind of clots the picture and then Dracula picks it up and he's like, oh, oh boy, you got to stay here for a month because you got yourself a picture of my 300-year-old uh, dead bride here in your little uh, right. picture frame thing. So uh, we're going to be doing business for a while there, big guy. So you hang out for a month. I'm going to go hit on your girlfriend or whoever she is. Why didn't he down. just kill him there? Because he needed uh, Harker to maintain correspondence with Mina. If Mina thinks that Harker's okay, she's okay. If she thinks that Harker's dead, that's a whole other set of right there. That's my opinion. So that's your wrong. opinion? So he couldn't have wrote the yeah. letter himself or had one of his minions write no. it? Oh, handwriting. Hello? Yeah. Oh, and it, again, right. you got to remember, this takes place in the 1800s. It's not like an email where you could just swipe his password. No, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Now, in that section of the movie, like, I don't know if it was the writing or something, but Keanu says, well, Jonathan says something that I was like, what? says, oh, you found Mina. I thought she was lost. I'm like, why? She's right on the table. Why would she be lost? <laughs> like, why do you say that? That's a, that's a valid point. You're right. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I you're was absolutely like, what? right. So this is where the story changes. And now 
I guess where Phantom's saying this becomes romantic. He's after this woman. You know. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so then we got back to England. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he starts sending the earth from his native Transylvania to England so he can, like, rest yes. there and everything. Yes, There's so many scenes like, here. He and this is a long, drawn-out movie. But the whole theory here fans out there if you haven't seen this movie is he wants this woman that's as simple as it could be because he's so heartbroken and he does feel emotion this is a dracula that has emotion yeah so he does feel love yes right this is twilight vampires right phantom i wouldn't go that far sir well he don't sparkle sparkle. (laughs) he doesn't sparkle and he's not taking high school geometry either bill jesus christ but i will say this gary oldman was hot (laughs) really when he was young oh my yes he was Okay, there's a, there is one scene I want to touch on here because I was blown away, Darian, and I don't okay. know all the Dracula lore. Even okay. as much as I've been in the horror, I've watched all the Universal classics. I've watched them all sure. several times. Excellent. This Dracula turns into a werewolf. I um, was It's not stunned. a werewolf. It's not a werewolf. It's a big wolf dog thing. I mean, it's, I thought of a it's werewolf. It's a thing. It's not a yeah. werewolf. Did that happen in any other Dracula movie over the years? Uh, not a movie. I did, I, If I recall correctly, it does happen in the book, but he doesn't turn into that thing. He turns no, into he, a straight wolf. Yeah, actually, in the book, he just, like, po- not possesses, but he manipulates the animals. He doesn't he become can, them. But he, he just has power over that. them. In the movie, yes. But it's not a werewolf. It's a thing but it looked like a werewolf you know what darian i was so blown away because of course i didn't remember i hadn't seen this movie in years and years and years Mm -hmm. i was blown away by how much van helsing took and or parodied from this movie you know like when dracula is not serious at all in this movie unlike peter cushing are you? What no, you I mean that, the movie Van Helsing. You're, ta- you're oh. talking about the uh, uh, what's a uh, Hugh Jackman Van Helsing? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like I, I was, I was blown away by by how much that movie took Dude. or parodied from this movie. I was like, whoa. I wanted. I agree with you, Phantom, and I wanted so badly to like Van Helsing. Oh, I he love was, Van Helsing. In this movie. <laughs> No, no, the movie. No, talking, I love oh, Van Helsing. Let's get off of Van Helsing. The okay, movie. we're, we're talking about Van Helsing. Yeah, Van Helsing in this is jokey to me. Yeah, no, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be comedy relief in this movie. Believe it or not, he's supposed to be. I don't know. You've seen the original uh, Bela Lugosi classic, right? Oh well, yeah, several times. Okay, he's he's supposed to be a nice mix between that Van Helsing, which was basically a. Uh, curmudgeon old guy, the kind of... Uh, he, he had the vampire lore and he saved the day, but the real hero of that movie was Jonathan Harker. Uh, um, what's, uh, Anthony Hopkins was supposed to be a mix of that plus uh, kind of a action hero-y type. And, and did you like that? I like the, I like the comedy aspects. Really? Uh, for example, at the very beginning when he's first introduced, he immediately denies any knowledge of any of the preceding actions. He's like, I, for one, uh, detest that I had anything to do with any of this. But, by the way, here's my story. I thought that was a nice kick. <laughs> and then, uh, at, like, later on in the movie, after they kill, uh, what's her name, Lucy, he's like, well, yeah, she's a vampire. So we cut her head off and, you know, burned her at the stake, and that was the end of that. And everybody's like, oh, God, are you serious? We're, you're talking about my best friend, you crazy old man. Right. I thought I thought that was a nice touch, because without him, there's uh, very little, if any, comedy in this movie. And given the length of the movie, the gravity of the various romantic scenes, plus the the undead situations, I felt like we needed a little breaking up. Um, Acting-wise, I don't know who else you get in this cast to do it other than Anthony Hopkins. Really? See, I think this is the worst role I've seen him in. (laughs) I felt like he was... no, there no. There's like a Chris Rock movie where he's like an oh, FBI. Okay, agent. I might not have seen that one. Never mind. <laughs> that one's pretty bad. But um, 
It, I was just, I was taken back with so many characters in this because I'm coming from Dracula and all the iterations and the okay. uh, Peter Cushing stuff and all the sure. Hammer horror movies. And and it was just so weird to me. I was so lost because they didn't explain how is this guy alive? Is he really a vampire hunter? Like he didn't even feel like that. Like he just wakes up and, ooh, it must be and it was so fake to I mean, me. I just felt it was some kind of reincarnation of the priest of time's that's, old that's, past. Yeah, that's Just exactly, like Mina. Yeah, that's more exactly More fantasy what, what elements to me. Exactly. That's why okay. I'm more fantasy so elements in this. am I incorrect, Bill, in assuming that you thought that Van Helsing was the old priest from 300 years ago? Yes. No, I think it's I, just a reincarnation. So yeah, then that's, I, don't, I don't know how you reach to that. Okay, so then that's bad casting to me because that shouldn't have been him as an actor and also the Winona Ryder, that should not have been his wife. It should have been a different actress. They should have looked similar but okay. not been the same actors. Fair enough. Because Fair enough. I thought he was the priest. So where did Van Helsing come from? He's just a doctor, one of the best doctors they called in and he knows about this? Well, yes. probably someone who was just like born at the right time to that, fight that Dracula makes again. That less sense to well, me. Well, no, no. If you recall, he was called in by Dr. Seward. Yes. He was one of uh, doc, um, uh, uh, Lucy's, one of her Right, boyfriends. to figure she's out what's wrong a... with Lucy because she's losing all this blood and things. Right. Yeah, but exactly. like as it happens in this kind of stories many times, you have, you know, the stars align. And when the time comes to fight a certain evil then the person who can fight that evil is born and blah, 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 blah. I mean... That's exactly right. Yeah. Phantom just nailed it. It's like, um, uh, what's his name, in uh, Fright Night, the late night TV show host. Oh, Peter yeah. Peter Vincent. Peter Yeah, Peter Vincent. Yeah, there you go. Roddy Peter McDowell, the man. Yes. All of a sudden, he... Oh, by the way, I actually am a vampire hunter and I can handle this. No, you're a goddamn TV late night <laughs> show host. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it, no, come on. What are you doing? Now, we're, I'm not quite, I love Fright Night, by the way, and I'm not questioning that plot choice. I'm just rolling with it and saying, okay, uh, sure. Suspension of disbelief, if you will. Yes, but when you've seen so many Dracula movies, it's hard to get your head around certain characters, I think. It was for me. Um, I would agree. I don't know that I would agree with the character of Van Helsing. And the reason I say that is because, number one, you're watching a Dracula movie. You know there's going to be a Van Helsing. Number two, where he comes from or what he's doing isn't necessarily plot the, part of the, the grand scheme of things. You just have to know that he's there. Yeah, but and see, eventually, the, he's going to kill Dracula. But in an over two-hour movie, I would have liked to have some context of who this guy is. You know, this is yeah. an origin story here. Right, and we actually get that when we start off with him at the medical school receiving the uh, telegraph from Seward, and he's giving a uh, dissertation on syphilis, and he's got some witty comebacks, you know, civilization and civilization and all that stuff. And you kind of get a little bit of a, of a backstory. Was that not to your liking, Bill? No, because he's his arch nemesis. This is a guy that's been fighting him for years. So you're saying to me now that Dracula's went along 400 years without anybody going after this guy. This is the I first would, time. Yeah. I wouldn't say that necessarily. I think we went 400 years of not Van Helsing coming after him. Maybe, yeah. But, I mean, this I'm, is I'm a sure guy that has, I mean, this Van Helsing guy is someone who has studied about the, the vampire, but you know, and I the mean, Dracula There's no context like in this long, drawn-out movie. You don't movie. need it. I do. Why? <laughs> what Since happened? When? What happened for 400 years? <laughs> for, okay. I, I, in the book, it goes more into this, and there's, like, He's Dracula's got all of his cronies there in Romania, and we we get a, a not much, but a little bit, bit of a backstory on the three brides and things like that. And Phantom, maybe you can back me up on this. There's a scene in the book, as I recall, which was briefly touched on in the in this iteration of the movie with the baby, the baby. He takes the baby from the village. The baby's mother. And we'll mm -hmm. remember that scene where he feeds the baby to uh, the three brides, but. Uh, in the book, the baby's mother actually shows up and, like, tries to stop Dracula. She's like, hey, give me my baby. And for reference, he actually is, <laughs> like, in every other movie in the book, he's the, he's the villain. 
we've we've turned him into this romantic character for this movie. But yes, in, in, but he's in not every, that romantic, guys. I think we're overplaying that in this movie. I don't oh, think movie, he's it, that of, romantic. Yeah, There's certain Bill, scenes, Bill, maybe ten minutes of it. Let me tell you something. It's not Twilight. Hey, I'm I'm a heterosexual man. I would have <laughs> his. I'm telling you right now. That's, <laughs> that's how romantic he is in this movie. I'm telling. I don't. I don't mean to be vulgar. But as we lot. know through history, Dracula he, mesmerizes people. Yeah. But, so I mean, that. I don't get the romance in this when you guys are... I mean, I yes, that's his motivation, going after this woman because of the wife he right. lost and all that. But it's okay. not like a sappy romance. That's well, what I, I think, think of when I hear romance movie. Not I, all romance is sappy. I feel like it kind of is up to the end. Okay. You know what I mean? Because we get a courtship here. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, we and do. Let's not, Let's not forget that he's trying to take away um, somebody else's fiance. But see, that's so, the difference in this movie. We know he's Dracula. He's a vampire. Right. So we're not, we disconnect. We know it's not romantic, not unlike The Notebook, for example. Well, I mean, you're not, going from, come on. You can, it's not the same kind I of romance. I understand, but as a viewer, yes, you're seeing him trying to persuade her and all sorts of things. Yes, I get it. But you Bill, don't have I, Bill that I think connection. I think we found our problem here, big guy. What is it? You're watching this movie as a horror fan. You're expecting Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, fans. I'm expecting a horror movie. Yes. Which which I totally get. But this now that I say this, I may have to readjust my 50 25 25 rating. Okay. <laughs> because this isn't really it is a horror movie. And by all means, there's chicks getting raped and torn to shreds. It's disgusting. Beheadings, but several. Beheadings, too. There's plenty of that and uh, all kinds of nasty stuff. But what we're, what we're seeing here, probably for the first time, and this is probably just Francis Ford Coppola's interpretation of the character, is a human Dracula. A guy that is a guy. He's just a guy. I mean, yeah, he's got all these powers and he's been alive for 400 years. But think of him in the context of a, um, a high school freshman that just found the girl that he wants to ask to the prom and he has no idea how to do it. So he's got to use all these, uh, he's, he's going to talk to her friend, Lucy. He's going to try to get her uh, on her good side. That didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> She's got a boyfriend. We got to get him out of the picture somehow. So we got to work on that. I mean, in a way, there's a lot of parallels to a, like a high school romance in a bizarre way because this is a 400-year-old undead vampire count. He is not on Tinder. My friends, he's not going to the uh, local nightclub to chat up the ladies. He's got to rethink his whole, and not to mention the fact that this is now 1800 and something. Right. He has been single since like the, the Crusades. So he's got to bring himself up to speed all of a sudden, adjust his game and come at this young lady who he knows is his wife from 300 years ago. And he doesn't want to use the mesmerism. He doesn't want to use it. He wants her to remember what they had. But he did use ago. it though. Don't you Not think he did? You don't think yeah. he did at all? Because there was well, so, well, several dreams. Well, when he dreams goes to see states. me now and stuff well, like that. He, yeah. yeah. To, but to, to notice be, him. To be honest, he did give her absinthe, which I think in this day and yeah. age kind of does kind of make like a date rape drug. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But it's he, he did. But I mean, he I, I don't feel like he used any of his powers on her per se. Like okay. using like controlling the dog, for example. That was a good way to get her get her attention, but that didn't really sway her one way or the or the other. You know what I mean? He had to write her letters for Christ's sake. This is an undead count. He could appear to her, you know, as some kind of a phantom and be like, "Oh, you need to go to the prom with me." He didn't do any of that. I don't know. I'm paraphrasing. I'm sorry, but he didn't do any of that. He had to come at her like a like a normal dude. By the way, I am a foreigner. Uh, can you show me around your town? Oh, you're. All right, I don't want to be rude. I'm just going to keep my distance. Yes, I get her. that. He's trying. There's yeah, no doubt. He's, he, that's what he has to do. And if you're following the crux of the story, like that is like, I would say at least a good, if not 50%, I would say um, maybe like 35% of the movie is this dude just trying to get her attention, get her to like him, try to rekindle what they had 300 years ago. And that's where the romance comes in, Bill. And, and, that, know, is, and that is what is not in the book, I've understood, correct? You're, correct. You're, absolute, you're absolutely right. Or any other Dracula movie ever. Yeah, and that's, and that's why my romance is higher than my drama. Thank I, you. I get that. I get that totally. But 
we're, we're, we're experiencing a new Dracula here, guys. We're, we're experiencing one that is madly in love, and we're experiencing one that is not the that we know and love. We're, we're experiencing a, a guy that is just trying to, uh, you know, get the girl with some. Yeah, he's trying to reconnect with her. And that's, you know, for for 35 percent of this movie, we're on his. I felt I was on his team. I was like, Keanu, man, I want I want Dracula <laughs> and uh, Winona to hook up and I want them to live happily ever after because that's what they're supposed to do. All right. So now we got to wrap up the ending here, guys, because we're running okay. long is okay. there's a big battle scene with Van Helsing and all the other people in this movie going after Dracula and they want to get Winona out of his Mina. spell. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, Mina. So I know we just wrapped that up quick, but we're running long. We got to get into a rating and recommendation from one to 10. Phantom, what do you got? I really like this movie. And it was, I mean, the craft that was used to to make this movie is impressive. There were no computer generated effects in this movie everything was either practical or old school like they did to to make the invisible man and stuff like that so there was some roger corman bad old school in this too though there were lots of miniatures and everything but i've always loved the editing in this movie and the costumes i mean wow and gary oldman's acting was incredible this movie to me is a seven out of 10 and i think it is a buy all right i'm gonna go next you guys did raise my rating one point there and that's <laughs> that's accredited to you to giving me some context but don't be too happy i had a three i'm gonna give this a four wow wow <laughs> Th- this is the worst dracula movie i've personally ever seen i got so many faults i could talk probably a half hour on faults of this movie can't get into them all, but I'm just going to say avoid this. So Special right. mention to Keanu Reeves' hair, which keeps oh, changing God, and going from, from badly yeah. done hair to wigs. I mean, yeah. at one point, I was laughing out loud at the wig. <laughs> and I just want to make the main thing here, man, to me, fans out there, is this story is so convoluted, so hard to understand, and so ridiculously fantastical to me. I was out of it. So that's what really hurt me. But the acting was good. Not all of them were great, I would say. But it kept me into it. So four out of ten avoid. Darian, I'm scared to hear what you got. <laughs> I uh, am sorry. I'm sorry you didn't enjoy it as much as we did, Phil. That's, that's fine, man. I see hey, them all. Absolutely. And you're entitled to your opinion. And I understand where you're coming from. Good. Um, I feel like I had the luxury or possibly the privilege of seeing this actually I saw in the theaters Mm -hmm, in 1992. And this was actually the first Dracula movie I ever saw. And how old old were you at the time, Darian? (laughs) Oh God, I was a freshman. So probably about 14, give or take. So that, oh yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, scenes with, uh, what's her name? Getting her shirt torn open. Oh, you were happy, huh? I was with Lucy? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of nudity Lucy, fans the, out yeah, there. Yeah, the, the vampire brides. I was a bigger fan of them, but that's yes. a whole other thing. Uh, so that being said, I feel like me watching this movie for the first time before I saw sat through the Bela Lugosi or the uh, any of the other Dracula iterations, or reading the book for that matter, kind of uh, twisted me in a little bit in my perception of the original Vampire Count or Bram Stoker's work. That being said... I love this movie regardless. I'm going to give it a solid 9 out of 10. And I'm going to do that for a number of reasons. Number one, never other than this movie have I ever been rooting for Dracula. Even in like, um, what was that? um, uh, Love Bites, I think. Oh, yeah. The indie, right? Yeah. Uh, Or the one with Leslie Nielsen, Dracula. Oh, yeah. It's a comedy. (laughs) In, In Every other Dracula movie, Dracula's a, uh, a horny old guy and he's trying to get in this young lady's pants. And this one, I actually felt for Dracula because I felt there was a connection there. That notwithstanding, visuals of this movie, outstanding, especially in 4K, ladies and gentlemen. I can't stress that enough. The the colors of Dracula's red robe yes, going up the that stairs. That was the best part. Beautiful. Yes. Dude, yes. The, the, the Don't blue- get into the 4K yet. Though, Darian, we're going okay, to that that's next. next. Okay, I, I apologize. But just uh, watching that just as as it is, even on like a regular DVD, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. The music is outstanding. Cinematography, 
special effects were pretty good for 1992. Again, Lady Phantom already mentioned there's no CGI in this movie. A lot of miniatures, but if you're not paying attention, you're not going to notice them. I can't get enough of this goddamn movie, guys. I'm giving it a solid 9 out of 10. And your recommendation, of course, would be to buy this. Dude, you got to buy this movie because you're going to want, unless you're Bill Shetty, of course, you're going to want to watch it more than once. <laughs> right. There you go. All right, let's move this on. All right, time for the 4K video, audio, and special features. How was the video, Phantom? The video <sighs> effects, What? how did it look like? What's your take on it? Now, we've seen a lot of 4K movies, Phantom. I didn't like it that much. It was very grainy. Yes, Incredibly grainy. Do you agree with that, Darian? I would agree in certain parts. And the reason yes. I feel like the reason for the, that is because this is a very dark movie yes. to begin with. And yeah, but, I noticed... Go, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Phantom. I'm sorry. It It is grainy even in light scenes. There are very few scenes where you don't see grain, like extremely few. Like sometimes a close-up here and there that looked amazing, but for the most part in dark scenes or light... Both were very great. Yeah, and I'll let you know, Darian, we just reviewed Philadelphia, which came out around the same year. I think that was mm -hmm. one year One year different. later. Yeah. How this, was that? It had this... Incredible. It had, it's incredible. The faces, really? all, the, all the bright scenes, you would think was a modern movie, but when it went to wide angle, low scenes... It looked just like this, which this wow. looked 90% of the time Less to me. grainy, actually, okay. than this. Yes. Way less okay. grainy than this. Okay, so we're in a little disagreement, Darian. Don't think there's as much. Maybe you're more apt to like it, Darian. Are you one of them that want that filmic look? Um, no, I'm, I'll be I'll be 100% honest with you. I am all over this movie from start to finish on whatever system or situation I watch it on. But I felt like um, I did get some of the grainy. I don't felt like I got as much of it as you guys did. And that might just be because of the contrast of my TV. Or maybe I just wasn't picking up on it the way you guys did. Um, I noticed it especially in the darker scenes. Like in the castle, uh, the train rides. Um, when we got to London, when we were in the daytime, not so much. But like uh, I, I noticed it the worst during Mina, or uh, Lucy's weirdo uh, hedge maze rape scene. That was when I was yes. like, oh God, I can't barely make out what's going on here. Yeah, actually, but, at, at the beginning of the movie, like when it just began, like first scene after you see the, the what is it, the Columbia thing or Sony Pictures logo or whatever. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 First scene after that. Yeah. I it saw it terrible. and I was like, I was please, worried. please <laughs> tell me that it's only the introduction, but no, it stayed for yeah, the whole movie. Yeah. And I was so I angry. Was and I'll tell you what else that 4K always shines at and what they did with this movie, I'm almost sure. See if you guys agree. This movie was flat and muddled to me. There was very little popping scenes except for that Dracula's robe in the beginning. Mm. That yeah. like came off the screen. I felt they muted it and used noise reduction throughout this movie. They just felt static. It felt so cinematic, so film-ick. Like they didn't up any of the contrast ratios on anything to me. That's what it felt like to me personally. Yeah, and you know what else? Like I had never noticed before this watching how many miniatures there were and oh, how many, yes. all of that. Yeah. And oh my God, they pop oh. and they are so noticeable. Oh, Darian, and some of them effects. Oh, they were so it's bad true. to watch on 4K. <laughs> no, you're right. You're yeah, because right. I mean, when, you, when I saw it before, I think I had only seen it on DVD. So mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, you just don't see. Nah, or when yeah, I watched it, it in the movies. Yeah, doesn't have the resolution. Yeah, yeah. film don't have no, the yeah. When I watched it in the theater, it was like, oh my God, I was literally, okay. well, not literally, but I was mesmerized. Totally. You yeah. know, like, wow. Okay. Here, oh. moving, on to the, moving on to the audio, this is where it shined. This is my positive here. Because they did use an Atmos track, surprisingly. And they used the highs. They used mm -hmm. the ceiling speakers several yeah. times. I was really happy with the, that. The scene with the fly when Randy oh, hits yeah, the fly. Oh, yeah, that like was you, awesome. Like the fly came from above. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, you wanted to pick it out of the sky. <laughs> it, it was impressive. That was impressive here. The sound, I didn't think I was going to like this gothic music. I actually liked it. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciated it. The bass, the low frequency, some scenes really pounded, especially in the chase scenes in the end when people were falling and things, like you felt it. Very good. Dialogue, very audible. Oh, I got another big negative I forgot in the review. I hated most of the accents. I didn't think they pulled it off most of the characters. I really don't. I thought it was pretty bad, most of the accents, personally. But for me, this is where the 4K shined. But it's not only on the 4K. The Atmos track is on the Blu-ray and the one that released before. So what do you say, Phantom? I like the audio a lot. I've always loved this music. Like in this movie, I think it's really powerful. I I did notice that scene with Renfield and the fly. It was really cool. But I didn't feel the, the audio was like that, like the utmost. I don't think it was that well taken I advantage of in the whole movie. I mean, it was good. It just didn't like pop out to but me. But it wouldn't be. There was a lot of dialogue, remember? Phil? Yeah, that is true. That is true, but... When yeah. action was happening, you were enveloped in yes. sound. Yes, that is true. All right, you, Darian, what do you think of the audio? I agree. Uh, the score of this movie is off the charts, if you ask me. Uh, just that heavy pounding... Yes, it's impressive. That's been used over and over. Uh, you can see it. I don't know if you guys are American Horror Story fans, but they borrow... She it. is. Yes. <laughs> they borrow from that heavily. I love myself some American Horror Story, by the way. But uh, I get the Atmos thing. It's a, it's a little strange. And the accents, too. Uh, re-watching this recently, um, you know, Carrie, Carrie Elwes, God bless him. I love him to death. But he really laid it on thick with that English. And well, he jump- is British. What do you expect? Well, I, I know that. But, I mean, <laughs> I, felt like he, I felt like he turned it up to 11 for this one. No. You know? no Especially that's with, his... like, his smug acting kind of a thing. It's fine. I get it. But that's uh, his normal but, accent. Yeah, I mean, he is smug looking. I agree with you. Well, Darren. that's his character. Don't it's mess always, with, it's in every movie. Don't mess with Cario, was I love him. That's <laughs> probably, I mean, I'm sure that's the direction he was given. But then to jump from him to the Southern guy. Yeah. You know, I, it's okay. You guys are just kind of <laughs> around. I, so I, I agree. <laughs> and, and Anthony Hopkins put him in there. He threw some thick, bad accent in there on some he of did. those scenes, too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Which he, he didn't need he to has. do. Yeah, like he didn't need it, but oh well. It's fine. Um, I love I loved it. I think um, watching this now in 4K, it kind of adds another element to it. And I I, I agree on the uh, you know some of the shortcomings as far as the visuals go. This I felt kind of almost in a way negated some of the things that I would have taken off for it. So there you have it. All right, and the special Woo. features on the disc, Phantom, is? Okay, they are on the Blu-ray, right. all of them. No 4K. We have audio commentary by Francis Ford Coppola, interviews with Francis Ford Coppola and Roman Coppola, who was in charge of all the special effects, by the way. Deleted mm-hmm. and extended scenes and more. Oh, and I have to say, like, just very quickly, that actually they were, well, Francis Ford Coppola was told that he had to use like a special new technology computer CGI and he refused well, and he and he hired his son and mm-hmm. he did all the old school effects that so is that's props for them and you highly recommend those special features you've seen them Darian I have they're phenomenal uh the, the cast and crew interviews you know the different things Gary Oldman especially uh just watching watching him tell the story of his Dracula and how he brought that character, which is not necessarily the Dracula or a Dracula, but his own version of a 400-year-old undead count that is now in love with a banging 22-year-old uh, fiancé from London. Just hearing that culmination and hearing him tell that story and how he brought that to life, that is really something. Uh, there's also uh, behind-the-scenes features that I mentioned earlier in the show, especially with that beginning scene in it's just watching Francis Ford Coppola get Gary Oldman pumped right. to go in there and start That's swinging the sword. That's interesting. I'm I, ha- I want to watch that. that. Yeah, yes. you, bought, you sold me on that scene. Man. It is definitely worth checking out. Um, the deleted scenes that we saw, it's really nothing pertinent to the story. It's mostly some useless dialogue. Um, 
other than that, I think it's most of these, I, if I'm not mistaken, you can probably find on the Blu-ray or the DVD. Is that correct? Yes, the Blu-ray. Uh-huh. So there you have it. I mean, if you're really jonesing for these things, you could probably save yourself 10 bucks by just getting the Blu-ray. All right. Well, that comes the time. Now we put a grade on the 4K disc, Darian. We by go letter. By letter. Okay. A to F. And you can mm. use the pluses and minuses. So Phantom, what do you got for this 4K Blu-ray disc? I am brokenhearted to say that I think this disc is a D and it's Whoa. unworthy of the upgrade because I just think that if you see it in a lower resolution, you're going to enjoy it more because most of the faults that I found, I found because of the 4K. And there are many things that hold. I don't want, I don't want to give the, the wrong impression. Many special effects hold beautifully. But the miniatures and all of that, it's just so clear obvious that it it's is. obvious. It's obvious that it's there. You know, well, Jonathan Harker's hair, I have to say again, I hate it <laughs> with a passion. <laughs> and yeah. while many things do pop, especially the clothing, I mean, this, I mean, it won an Oscar for costume design. It's beautiful. Yes, the sets and everything was amazing. That is beautiful. This. Nobody's arguing. The cinematography yes. was incredible. All that was Definitely. Then there are there were other scenes where it was either snowing or raining and oh, it looked that terrible. Looked bad. I agree with you. There the was a, a bolt of lightning that we laughed out loud about. <laughs> so you know that what? That was my Roger exactly. Corman analogy. Yeah. I know exactly which bolt yeah. of lightning you're talking about. So I, about. I really think you just I mean you should definitely watch this movie. And for me it's a solid seven. But as for the four K, it's a D don't spend the, yes. the, the, so, the extra money. So Phantom's saying definitely buy this, just not on 4K. And definitely. I'm right with her, but you're going to even be shocked more. I think, Darian, I'm giving this disc an F+. Plus. Oh, yowch. It was grainy all the way through, pretty yes. much all of it. Like, there was very few scenes I didn't notice it. And since that's what our show focuses on, like, our eye is trained for that, Darian. Right. So it was so hard to get that out. I personally think if you have the DVD, not even a Blu-ray, yeah. I think a Blu-ray might highlight some of this. I think if you want to buy this, get this on DVD or maybe even digital might be better. Buy it on digital, on Apple or something, but the disc is totally unworthy. Except the audio, I was impressed with the audio, but I can't go any higher than F+. This is one of the worst discs I've seen, Darian, sorry. Yeah, no, I get it. All I right, totally give us your grade. I'm going to be honest with you. I love this movie. I gave it a buy earlier, but yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be upfront with you. I am a Dracula completionist, especially when it comes to this movie. So looking at my shelf here, I have the DVD. I have the Blu-ray. I have the DVD steelbook. I also have the 4K. Um, there's like a special weird one that's like got like blood on it. I bought that too. I don't know why I wasted 30 So you're like that. a convicted Halloween fan, but Dracula. But uh, well, I'm a convicted. Uh, I am a convicted Halloween fan. Oh, are you too? You got all them sets? Oh, dude, I got it all. I got. The, oh the, man! The hey, we love you. You're the, a collector. You're dude, a first I, collector on. I think. I'm telling you, I got it all, man. Whatever, you, whatever you guys need, you just let me know. I'll hook you up. Awesome. Um, that being said, if I'm alone and my kids are out of the house and my wife is out of the house and I want to watch myself some 1992 Francis Ford Coppola Dracula and I, I want to watch the best possible version that I own, I'm probably going to pop the Blu-ray in. Because okay. like you said, there is a grainy problem, and I don't care for that. I felt like that kind of takes you out of the movie a little bit. You're right about uh, the colors popping, especially with Dracula's robe going up the uh, stairs. Mm -hmm. That was impressive. That, That's that was badass. The audio is much better, but at the same time, I feel like I need like a 50-50 like a mix of audio visual as opposed to an 80 20 mix of good audio versus 20 percent visual so for that reason i would probably pop blu-ray in um as far as a, a letter grade on this guy yes i mean it breaks my heart to go below a b because i'm just such a dracula fanboy but i i think i probably have to go a c minus on this one all right i think uh, we changed your mind on that you've changed you my mind on the rating which you're the first host that's ever changed my mind on a rating by the way Darian, well, so that's impressive i'm honored to to hold that title but uh i think 
I, I never really paid attention or let it, but let the graininess bother me. But now that to hear you guys talk about it, the different scenes that it kind of, and that goddamn lightning bolt, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true, man. Uh, and didn't I, you see all the miniatures yourself? Yeah. Yeah. You can really see them. I think the worst part of, of the miniatures is the scene at towards the beginning when the train is going on the tracks? Yes. Yes. You're, you're yes. like, God damn it, that's a goddamn model train, man. Yeah, I so now that. I was yes. saying, what movie am I watching here? Yeah. Like, this was made for $40 million, guys. This was not a low budget movie here. And this is something my dad could have set up in his garage. This goddamn <laughs> train. I, I can't even. I can't even with that anymore. You know what I mean? So I, you're right. You're, I, I have no defense for that. I, I got to go C minus on this one. Okay. I apologize. And, I'm and, sorry, Dracula people. I'm sorry. No, we're here for the fans. You know they're more expensive, <laughs> these discs, man. And it's if, true. if it looks as good or better on a lower quality, I mean, why are we going to buy it? Now, you're a completist, so you're going to get it anyway. I have to, yes. All, the, to. all the collectors are going to do that. But you are going to say it is unworthy of that upgrade? I would say um, yes. I would say you're. I, I think right now your best bet is is probably Blu-ray, just for now. All I'm right. sure there'll be some other technology. Yes. This is an Oscar-winning movie. It's going to get all the the fun uh, 4K releases and all the different you know uh, limited edition whatever the hell. So no we'll we'll definitely see this carried on into future formats. But right now, uh, I say Blu-ray, guys. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. No, no, it's don't, fine. Don't Plus, remember that like we are an all genre show, so it's not like like our fans are like diehard horror Dracula fans or anything. Well, like we that. probably got a slant of more horror now yeah, coming maybe. from us, totally. but maybe. <laughs> so you put, like, maybe. you put a guy named Bill Shetty on your show, you're going to get some horror fans. <laughs> well, Darian, it's been a blast having you on, catching up. Your show is awesome. If you want to hear walk much. through horror movie reviews this guy has been in it longer than me i actually think like you have been a diehard fan your whole life correct yes sir i have yes so this is the guy and all their hosts every one of them diehard yep. fans they walk them through and they criticize what has to be critical i love it Thank <laughs> you, you don't shy much, back though. at all so get out your plugs where you want our fans to go and find you darian check us out at paddedroompodcast.com that's where you're going to find my show the padded room podcast all of our affiliate shows we've got a true crime show a show out of australia we've got a uh, weird witchcraft show paranormal show we've got shows for whatever the hell you want as long <laughs> as it's as long as it's somehow horror-related or it's going to make you feel uncomfortable in some way, I have a show for you. I don't care what it is. That's it. Now, your one feed covers them all, correct? You are correct, sir. There you go. And I'll have links up to all Darian's work on the website so you can click over. And you want reviews on Apple Podcasts, too, I'm assuming. That's what we yes, all are please. striving for. So, Absolutely. Darian, appreciate it. You've been awesome. You changed my mind. You told me things I had no clue. And you can ask the Phantom. I said, I'm so lost in this movie, unlike any movie I ever seen before. So <laughs> you guys brought it through. So thank you, Darian. You have a good night. Thank you, Bill. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And I'll be with you again anytime you'd like me to, to, to come on here. Awesome. That will definitely happen. So for Bill Shetty, Lady Phantom, and Darian... 